So then you bring your anger emotion home and that's the emotion that I get. Yeah. Because I'm your kid. I don't get mm -hmm. your, I feel great. I'm doing good. You know, mm -hmm. that person made me upset and I'm leaving that emotion for that person. Yeah. I get, well, this person made me upset and now you're doing something that's making me upset and you're going to get the totality of yep. all of my emotions from when the you're death. the one who needs to be protected because you're the child like exactly you're listening to parenting in black and white the podcast where we dissect all the gray areas of parenting from the perspective of black and white parents this is candace and this is paula and I'm Eric. This podcast is about children, not for children. And some of the topics might be inappropriate for some. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, hello. Welcome hello. back. We're well, on camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for the first time ever. <laughs> how are you okay. guys doing today? I'm good. Got my coffee and my water. Yep, pretty much same. <laughs> so today we wanted to talk about. <laughs> she needed to make an appearance. She's like, uh, she "We're on camera." <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Yeah. Okay. Daddy's gonna blur the screen. Okay. So, <laughs> um, Today, we are going to talk about uh, emotions yeah, and what that means uh, for our kids, what it means to teach them uh, about their emotions, emotional intelligence, uh, how to understand their feelings, and yada, yada, all the things that deal with emotions in our children. Yeah. Um, the reason we came up, uh, well, I came up with this topic is because uh, I watched a couple of things. And I've been seeing a couple of things, but one main thing was a, a podcast of Candace Owens talking about um, kids being so sensitive. And actually the mm -hmm. title was gentle parenting is ruining our children. Mm. Yeah. And what yeah. she said was so many kids have so many emotions. And I don't remember when I was growing up us being that emotional. And then she talked about like her grandfather, who was a sharecropper, um, which is which was another form of slavery, by the way. Um, mm. But she said he did all that and took care of his family. And I don't remember him ever complaining about it. I don't remember him ever crying, even when my grandmother died and they were married for 40 plus years. Mm. It's not a good thing to brag about, Candace. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what in the fuck? The other Candace. Like, <laughs> so, no, that's Candace, not Candy. Oh, um, Candy. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I just kind of wanted to talk about that and, and see uh, something else. You know, yeah. what you guys think and, and what you guys think about emotions in our children. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's a really good place to start because you talked about, you know, is gentle parenting ruining our kids and I think that's very much a conservative talking point of like 
kids are snowflakes these days. Mm-hmm. The left, they're just, they're just all too sensitive and everyone's offended and everybody needs safe spaces and yada, yada. Like there's all, that's like the big talking point, right? Yeah. Um, which is actually, which is funny to me because also they're the ones getting like up in arms about silly things, like other silly things that I would consider, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's funny. Like, um, like mermaids? Like mermaids that are black. Yep. Uh, how dare a um you know fictional character be of a different right and I, I think that's such a good that's such a good thing to point out because a lot of these folks the same folks it's a it's a circle it's not even a venn diagram that are saying <laughs> that gentle parenting is ruin, ruining kids are literally adults who have zero capacity to emotionally regulate <laughs> you know they're like walking exactly. around like exactly. like large infants you know what i mean yeah. and um they're trying so hard to like exercise their autonomy and like their power that they had taken from them it's so obvious right like to us um and you know as us I think we're really good examples of people we're trying to come out on the other side because hell until I mean I still am I'm probably like a toddler still like in terms of my emotional like maturity level um and that's because I've put so much work in um, so I'm able to at least like look back and be like, wow, I've grown so much, but there's, and I see, that's why I like see this in these people, because I'm like, that's what you're dealing with. And I see it. And I like, I feel for you. I wish one day, and I hope one day that you can come out on the other side and see um, the value in um, supporting your own regulation. And yeah. that is a gift we can give to our kids. <laughs> well, you know? I mean, what comes to mind is hurt people, hurt people, mm-hmm. like, plain and simple and that's what we see like I mean anybody who is trying to make a law to like you know ban a whole population from having any kind of um, uh, human rights you know Mm. you're not doing it because you're a healthy emotionally intelligent individual (laughs) you're just you're doing Mm. it because you've been hurt you're doing it because you know you you've come from a scarcity mindset of like if there isn't enough for 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 like there isn't enough for everybody I have to you know take it for myself um yeah and I think a lot of it boils down to you know you as a child were silenced and it didn't matter what your needs were it was whatever whoever the powerful like parent was whatever they said goes so even you know what they believe is what goes and that is what will be shoved down everyone else's throat and that's kind of what we're seeing with the you know literal big babies that's a great point yeah you know like well, um trying to just control things because they're like I don't believe this so this is how it is this is how it is this is how it is and I'm gonna just keep like beating this point across exactly. until like it's you know law you know and that's kind of I think that's where how it we... really boils down to right it's not just because you were allowed to have that as a kid you didn't get to have your autonomy or express yeah. any needs or like whatever so I think that's a lot of it. But here's the thing about that, that I don't understand when you were a kid and that was happening to you and you felt like you didn't get to express, you were upset. Like I remember being upset. Like, why can't I have this? Why can't I do this? Why are you treating me this way? Why would I want to do that to my kids? Because a lot of, I think the problem is, and it's like, you believe that you're the, you're the problem. I, for most of my life, was like, why am I so bad? Why am I so shitty? Like, why am I such a bad Thank person? You. Like, I yes. always mess everything up. So, like, I internalized that for so long. So, I was like, I'm just a bad person. So, yeah. I held that. 
belief system. And when you just believe you are crap and you like your feelings don't matter, you need to shove that down. Like it, it like you can't even see that there's another, like you, you're not reflecting yeah. on those experiences as like, Oh, I didn't like that. It was like, no, I was such a bad person. I deserved it. I deserve yeah. all but How does that translate to though to me parenting and doing putting my kid in that same space that I was in because you time. think that it oh, helped you be a better person like I think that's yeah. what a lot I mean that that's Candace Owens what she thinks she's like oh my yeah. grandpa was a tough guy and he didn't complain about everything and he, I've heard her say something else about masculine men and how him yeah. being a masculine man was a good thing and he was tough and whatever and so like she, what she doesn't realize is she's clearly traumatized by her childhood right. but you know we're just going to talk about it like it was good and it made you a good person and I think that's the thing people don't want to admit that that it wasn't good that you know so you just keep perpetuating the same thing yeah it's it's like a mix of like a both and it's like you believe that but also there's like that element that I know you know all very well about um Eric is like that automatic response mm -hmm. like for us it's like we can check it like we know when we start doing something you're like I feel uneasy about this because like we've had that reflection point of knowing like we have that like that I think that that's what some folks don't have yet is that like reflection point of like yeah like the things that happened to you shouldn't have like the person that cared about you the most that like brought you into the world was supposed to take care of you and taking care of you is more than just shelter and you know being fed it's emotional safety and physical safety <laughs> like from your your caregiver <laughs> like they're supposed to be the ones yeah. protecting you and we didn't a lot of us didn't have that but you know for us we can look back and understand that whereas a lot of people like again it's like that internalized like well I was such a bad kid like I shouldn't have been doing that that's bad yeah. so it's like they're carrying that um I mean it's immature way of thinking yeah. I mean it it really is a lack of introspection really like you haven't taken time to for whatever reason maybe you just couldn't or you don't have the time uh but taking the time to to question those things and evaluate that within yourself I mean go into like any kind of mainstream parenting group I always I try I, I stay in some of these Facebook groups because I like to remind myself of what people are really like because I tend to navigate in like responsive parenting circles where people think like me and I'm like that's not how everybody thinks right and for me it's like just think about the way people talk about their children and you know, we all hear like, we'll make jokes, you know, toddlers are assholes, ha ha ha. But it's, it's different because I know all three of, of us, like, I don't think any of you actually believe your toddler is being an asshole. You know, your toddler has mm -hmm. a lower, like has a not undeveloped brain and they're doing mm -hmm. things that are age appropriate. They're figuring out their world, yada, yada. Right. And so, mm -hmm. you know that. And so, you know, when your child is quote unquote being difficult, they're not being difficult. They're having a hard time. They're expressing a need. Like we know these things, but the vast majority of people just say, my toddler's being a dick right now. And they, mm -hmm. that's what they believe. Like, yeah, truly just, believe it. Yeah. They truly believe their kid is just being a dick. And how can I stop them from being a dick right now? Rather than how can I meet their needs so that I can support them, you know, moving forward? That is how people mm -hmm. view children. And so, yeah, emotions are, and I mean, look, look at the sleep training world like people are always told your kid's being manipulative your mm -hmm. baby who is crying for you is being manipulative because she just knows you're gonna pick her up 
Yeah, you well, don't know no like, shit. <laughs> it's cognitively impossible. Like, yeah. I was watching um, I was watching The Big Bang Theory the other day, mm-hmm. and me and my wife were sitting on the couch watching it, and um, they had just had a brand new baby, mm-hmm. and they were trying to figure out how to get the baby down uh to go to sleep uh in her crib and stop waking up and they were like doing all these things to like go into the room and be quiet and all this crazy like it's a comedy so they're doing all this crazy stuff and uh Bernadette the mom is like worn out she's not getting any sleep um and they're trying to figure this thing out and then at the end of the episode she figured it out because she was in the crib with the baby and the baby was calm sleeping and she was just lying there and she said and she said I finally got it and I thought imagine that your Mm -hmm. kid just wants to be close to you your Mm -hmm. baby just wants to be close to you to feel safe. Yep. But the problem that I realize is also the mainstream of that part of the message won't be heard. Yeah. And people will still just hear, I got to figure out how to get that baby to sleep by mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah. And but that I, will be I, the, what the main body of people uh, still think about. And the thing is, is like, again it's a societal thing right and and this is you know we talk about this all the time like it's why do you need that kid to sleep independently because you need to get back to work because you need to get back to provide Mm -hmm. for capitalism and it's this Mm -hmm. whole hamster wheel that we're in right and so I you know I kind of I was going to say this before like when you're talking about emotions and people being snowflakes quote-unquote these days um that's a threat to the system like if people have awareness of their own emotions if people demand better for themselves that is a threat to the status quo we don't want you to have feelings right and going back to the Candace Owens example if if you're mm-hmm. uh, you know her grandfather was essentially enslaved you know we don't want enslaved people to have feelings we don't want you to show that you are a human being with a full range of emotions that's not good for the status quo like mm-hmm. in order to keep you uh, oppressed we need you to to be so emotional like to be so emotionally de- um, what's the word I'm looking for like destroyed that you can't, don't have the ability to show those emotions um, right. so it, it all goes back to the same thing of like when we are emotionally healthy and emotionally aware we are a threat to the system that's been created to keep us all oppressed mm-hmm. so, I don't know what are your thoughts on that Eric? um in 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 the original in one of the original uh dsms there was a category by um uh, i don't want to call this dude a a clinician because he really was a piece of shit (laughs) um but um he said that drapedomania was a mental illness that caused enslaved African people to want to flee captivity. Oh my God. And they would become hysterical and like 
forget who they are and become all emotional and try to run away and all of these things and forget about the goodness uh, of their master and all of oh this. And oh that was God. categorized oh as a mental health disorder or mental illness, according to the DSM, the Diagnostic Statistical awesome. Manual for mental illnesses and disorders um, outrageous outrageous when you like when you say stuff about emo like i just i mean and it's not like it's just been yesterday uh this was in the 1800s so right? it's, yeah we've been talking about people dealing poorly with emotions um for a long time and another thing that i saw was that you guys showed me actually was um this reel about a guy crying mm -hmm. when his wife uh was coming down the aisle at their on their wedding day and like i always do i went to the comments mm -hmm. all i saw was like they're feminizing our men it's outrageous um, mm -hmm. what's happening the society is is doing this to our men they're making them you know have all these emotions and show all like why is he crying that's nothing to cry about and I didn't have a wedding. Um, we went to the JP because that's what we wanted. Mm -hmm. But I remember being there and having this like super duper flood of emotion. Like we are right. about to become one. Mm -hmm. We are about to become the essentially like the same person with the same heartbeat and the same soul and the same thoughts in the same desires for for our lives and care for each other um and we drove there together <laughs> we walked in the building together and i mm -hmm. still had all of those emotions so mm -hmm. imagine a person that holds up the tradition of hey we're gonna have our thing for ourselves the night before and hang out with our friends our family or whoever yeah. the last time before i'm married and i can't supposedly can't do those things anymore and then I see my wife in this dress mm -hmm. or whatever she's wearing that I had never seen before. Mm -hmm. I see this person that has decided that I am the person that they want to spend their life with. Mm -hmm. I am the person that no matter what, right, wrong, indifferent, good, bad, and ugly, yeah. they want to wake up next to me every day. In front of your and friends and family. Even me mm -hmm. in front of my friends, family, God, and everybody. And they profess their love who only me mm -hmm. how do i not have feelings about that yeah, yeah that like that's a problem <laughs> if you right. don't have feelings like, how can i right. not have feelings about that like i just remember like like literally as the judge is telling us to put rings on each other's fingers and what to say like my hands were shaking yeah <laughs> i have i have a video from our wedding i i was crying through my vows so i had to like take a break Mm -hmm. uh my husband messed up his vows because he was nervous yeah <laughs> like it's just it that's like i that's what's supposed to happen i don't know i just like i if i if i watched a wedding with no emotion i'd be concerned i'd be like why are you getting oh, married yeah. right my best friend um i was in i was in san antonio a couple of weeks ago visiting uh, my oldest we had a blast by the way um but i was there and i was talking to my friend and he was like um 
how are you feeling? Like, are you know, do you, how is your anxiety gone down or anything mm -hmm. like that? You know, are you feeling okay? Um, and I was like, yeah, I'm good. Like, I don't have no, why would I have anxiety? We're sitting at Sonic right now eating. We're good. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm okay. And then as I'm talking to him, paying attention, I had a drink and I pushed the straw of this drink through the bottom of the cup oh my God. and out the other side. And I said, I just, I said, damn, I pushed. Now I got drink everywhere and it's spilling. It's make, and he's like, so you don't have no anxiety at all? Shut up. And then the next day I woke up and my jaw was hurting so bad mm -hmm. because I had been clenching my jaw all night in my sleep, uh, obviously mm -hmm. unconsciously, but so bad that I had to go to Walgreens and buy a, a mouth guard uh, for the next night uh, because it literally hurt like yeah. all day. I've, I've had that before. I've, I've given myself like chipped, chipped teeth yeah. because of clenching. So yeah. And when you have unconscious anxiety or, or unconscious things that you're worried about, those emotions come out in your body and they come out. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, actions and they drive your actions and they drive the things yeah. that you do and if you don't recognize them and take care of them they can drive bad things too yep. and that's the thing if you're not taught how to deal with it that's right. what happens right and that's what happened to me I mean I was 27 when I was diagnosed with anxiety and 31 when I was diagnosed with ADHD and it's just funny to me because I look back and I'm like I had all those signs like as a child but no one was able to say, hey, that child has anxiety, that child has ADHD, that child needs support, right? Um, and so I think that, yeah, I think that, you know, I guess going back to sort of your original topic of choice was was talking about emotions and kids, that's, that's, that's ultimately what I want for my son is I don't want him to be 30 years old and figuring out why he has anxiety. Or, under, or or being in a situation where like, oh, I wonder why my jaw is so clenched. Like, I want yeah, him to be aware yeah. of that. Like, I don't want him to get to be an adult who doesn't know um, what his emotions are and doesn't recognize his own anxiety. Um, and so, but again, that's, you know, it's, it, there's but so many things the, the overall negative, uh, negative impact and the, the culmination kind of, of, of what I was coming to uh, with this yeah. whole thing is between from 2020 into 2021, the rate of suicide increased by 8%. Right. The rate of suicide increased dramatically among adolescents 12 to 16 years old. Yeah. The rate of of suicide increased dramatically more so for males than it did for females. And that's in America, according to the CDC. So if I'm constantly telling babies, boys, young men, young adolescents, teenagers to be tough, be strong, not worry about their emotions, and they have no outlet, they have no sense of 
emotional intelligence or what to do or how mm -hmm. to understand their feelings and when to know, okay, this is something that I need to talk about to someone, or yep. this is something that I need to figure out. Right. And I keep it to myself because I need to be tough or I need to not complain. Yeah. That's my outcome. A hundred percent. Well, so I actually have something yeah. to add. So I, I haven't seen those data, but I, I believe you. Um, I, I think this is a really interesting example of, um, like an intersection of um, exactly what we're talking about. So there's Dr. Gordon Neufeld. Um, he has, he's a psychologist. He has his maturation uh, process theory and there's different like steps that we're supposed to go through. And we're supposed to, you know, um, have a, at least one attachment figure um, that leads you and co-regulates with you. Um, and you're supposed to be that rock for your person, um, for your kid. Right. Um, and a lot of kids, and he has a book, uh, hold on to your kids. And he talks about, how um a lot of kids actually attach to peers yeah. because our pa parents aren't doing the job are the jobs that we're supposed to be doing um and i can guarantee i guess that's really bold of me but i feel <laughs> like um we, with the pandemic kids weren't with their peers um because everything went to virtual learning and all of that you don't have that secure attachment at home and you're now lacking your peer attachments which yeah. are again not ideal but if that's all that the kid has um that's why we're going to see like it's immature it's a mix between that immature immature brain on uh inability to process emotions and now their their yeah. only support network is not available to them yeah. so i wonder how much of that um is in play there and it's not like and this is not me um saying that i think that you know, there's a lot, I can make a lot of comments about like the pandemic restrictions. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's deeper than <laughs> that. I think yeah. it's more so going back to earlier. It's, it's I don't a, think a lot of the parents, a, a person who was previously that. emotionally healthy, right, goes it, into the pandemic. And, you know, it, it, it comes out that bad. Like, I think right. there's a reason that like, you were heading down that path before. And there's a lot of factors, right? Like right. Things, attachment isn't, isn't so, uh, static, it's fluid. So kids that could have gone into the pandemic with secure attachments, like, you know, parents losing their jobs, like extreme, right. you know, anxieties that came up and like, you know, death loss, like a lot of terrible shit happened with the pandemic. So there's like right. a lot of things that could happen that change those relationships. I'm just trying to like help put some context into why we might've seen in that specific age group an increase yeah. in, um, um, deaths by suicide because it's it's really alarming and that's something I know when I was working in public health that was uh, a topic that um, my community focused on a lot and we try to really work to start engaging youth and getting their voice um, to help be part of the solutions because you know a lot of times it's just a bunch of adults sitting around talking and you know trying to come up with ideas and solutions for things that aren't relevant to us <laughs> we're not in their shoes and living you know having their lived experience so um, yeah so, yeah and, and I think that's another thing that it's that's something that we don't do a lot of in society right we don't like to really look at those with lived experience and um believe them and especially you know, especially, kids. Are, yeah, especially, especially kids especially kids but um I think when I saw this I think it was a meme or something the other day and I I apologize I don't know who said it but it was it was such a such a good point it says um we we talk about men not having emotions and like women are the emotional ones 
as if anger is not an emotion. And you look Mm. at who commits the most violent crimes, right? And what the hell does a violent crime come from? It doesn't come from a calm human. It comes from a person who is angry. And why are you angry? Because that's the only emotion you've been allowed to show as a as a as a as a man or if you're like if you're suppressing everything it's only going to come out one way explode out and and we're seeing an incredible increase and and i mean we talked about this last week i believe but we're seeing this increase of young men in particular who are being radicalized who are committing these horrible crimes who are you know like mass shootings and things like that and hate crimes and you know, you you start to dig and you start to look at their lives. And these are kids who have depression, who are who haven't been allowed to express themselves, who for whatever reason feel like they've been excluded from society. These are not kids who were allowed to express their feelings, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's and that's the other thing that I think is hilarious about the whole conversation about oh, kids these days are such snowflakes. Well, it's not the kids that are talking about their emotions that are shooting up. Right. Walmarts and whatever. It's the kids who can't right. talk about their emotions that right. are doing that. Right. Or the kids that tried and got shut down. Right. 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 They're told to toughen up. Because, and again, and I mean, I've Don't said be this a before. Baby. Stop being a girl. If you've ever watched any crime documentary, if you've ever watched anything about any serial killer, it does not start with they had a beautiful family life and parents who love them. <laughs> like it doesn't start with that. <laughs> it right. start it starts with abuse. It starts with neglect. It starts with seeing abuse. Like it, it just, you know, and obviously not every single person who experiences those things grows up to be um that way obviously we obviously we talk about it you know there's cycle changers but like i I just do get a uniform though you know i i have (laughs) never i have never seen i've never met an adult that i would be like oh my god that person was too loved as a child (laughs) (laughs) like they should have been less loved spoiled like financially maybe that happens you know like rich kids are spoiled financially sometimes that's a that's a thing but like even then it's often there's often a financial uh, over like emotional right it was like your parents gave you everything quote unquote but they didn't give you emotional support not not an ounce of emotional support right yeah yeah that's that's pretty common yeah but yeah have you ever met anybody who was loved too much as a child and should have been loved less (laughs) I mean I'll say when I was like a teen or even in my young adult years like when I started going to my friends weddings and stuff like like this is just my envy which is terrible but I was never like oh they're a bad person or something I was just like wow like I'm so jealous of that (laughs) like that is so beautiful like I like your parents love you yeah I've never been more emotional than I have been going to some of my friends weddings where like they're like genuinely like good humans and then you see the family dynamic and it made me crumble (laughs) like I've never like been that emotional in my life except for like I had two friends where they're just like I said it's just like they're genuinely like good human beings and I was like you know you just like chalk it up to like oh that's just a good person whatever and then when you like see how they became that I'm like wow just that's beautiful though yeah they came from good human beings what (laughs) yeah and I'm like are they what I'm like are they fucking faking it like are they just like in the back where my brain goes I'm like they're faking it like there's no way yeah 
but it's so yeah. strange to see like for me it was just more strange than anything um and jealous of course because you know I had a lot of things to still work through <laughs> but it's yeah. like yeah it's it's crazy I never had that um either I I do have now uh because I have to deal um so much with my emotions now due to um trauma from war uh, mm-hmm. so I am very much so aware of of who I am uh both within myself and, and <coughs> outside of myself right which makes me very in tune with uh my emotions and how I'm feeling in any particular moment um, but it also in tunes me with other human beings mm-hmm. and I have this like huge affinity for people like even if you know, someone does a bad thing. I don't think that that makes them a bad person. Um, even if you commit some kind of heinous crime, I can always look and find out or figure out, okay, this is where we went wrong with this person, or this is where mm-hmm. yeah. this person lacked the capacity of needing mm-hmm. something that they didn't get. Even yeah. Candace um, Owens? <laughs> even can I mean, even Candace yeah. Owens. Just kidding. Yeah. I, know, I know you believe yeah. that. I just I fucking hate her. I just don't. I just. I don't. I mean, I'm sorry. That's not fair. I don't hate her. I just hate the things that she that she talks Sess. about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of what she... And it's kind of self-deprecating. I, I just don't yeah. like that. Uh, but yeah. I can still find the you know the the humanity in the the bottom of a person. Uh, yeah. And still even want to give them yeah. like multiple multitudes of second chances. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I encounter like a genuinely great person like Candace is talking about, like I have an overwhelming emotion of fearing. Like I'm just like, first of all, automatically drawn to this person. Mm-hmm. And then second, like just so overwhelmed by them. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and the fact that they are just naturally being who they are. And I just wonder how they got to that point. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, I like in in one of the situations, um, it was it was actually more it was pretty recently. It was before um, my husband and I got married, like literally the week before. And we eloped. We didn't tell anyone because, again, our family situations, it was just um, that would bring us the most joy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And still really happy with that, um, given our family situation. But I definitely had like these emotions because, you know, uh, my friend had like a beautiful big wedding. Um, I saw how her family was and I made, I, I saw that and I was like, you know, I knew at that time that Tyson and I wanted to have a, a kid. We, well, we thought we wanted to. <laughs> and yeah. we were like, you know, I, I just went home and I talked to him about it. You know, I was just like, just crying. And I was like, you know, seeing how like, gentle they were with like, even, you know, though they were all adults, like all the kids are like pretty much all adults now it's like I'm I saw that and I was like we need to do that like we need to do right. everything we can to be able to do as much you know do the Let's least be harm. like those parents like, yeah yeah Let's... I was like wow they like actually want to be around <laughs> yeah. their family like that's so weird to me I mean I, I feel terrible saying that just like yeah like you could see that you know when she saw her family she literally was able to like rest in their care mm. I that's whenever beautiful. whenever I've been around my family, it's like 
stress, anxiety, like, yeah. you know, oh, what are they going to say now? What are they thinking now? What are they going to tear apart? What are they going to ask? Right. What, who's going to start some shit here? You know, like it's always, you know. And that's, I think that's such a beautiful way to put it. Like, and um, it made me think of uh, Deborah McNamara, uh, Dr. Deborah McNamara. She also works with Dr. Newfield and she has an amazing book called Rest, Play, Grow. And Mm -hmm. that's the whole concept of rest, like rest, your child should be able to rest in your care. Your child, your child should not have to work for your love. They shouldn't have to feel like they need to earn your love and your affection they should just know like you want mm-hmm. that's what I all I want for my son I and want I him to come home yeah. yeah and you were like I never got that right but that's as a, an that, adult even imagine like having that as like an adult child right like I, I know oh I know exactly and I mean you know? I hope like, you have that now like I mean I know I do for like with my husband like I can come home and be like mm-hmm. okay I'm relaxed this is my person right, right. And so I just want my son to always have that and know he can come home and mm-hmm. be safe and, mm-hmm. and say whatever he needs to say and feel whatever he needs to feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and never, ever wonder if and, I love him. Yeah. When you're a kid and you don't get that uh, and you do try and find your person, it won't be mm-hmm. that. It's harder. Because then you're, and then you're trying to push that away. So you're like, mm-hmm. you're like, why are you trying to love me? I just got home. <laughs> Leave me alone. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. give me some space <laughs> get out of my face uh, I don't you know or or you just never commit to that in the first place um but yeah. if it's if it's something where you're in a you do end up in a committed relationship you're like hey kind of like bro I can't breathe like leave me alone a little bit uh and give me some time um or you might be on the other side of it to where hey I'm home now why aren't you loving me why aren't you mm-hmm. touching me why why aren't you talking to me um, and so those are the, those are the trade-offs and takeaways when you don't, when right. you don't get what you need as a kid. Absolutely. That's so important. Yeah. And I think that when you find, like, I know for me, if I found myself and I think a lot of people do this is you are attracted to the chaos of what you yeah. grew up in too. So you yeah. often yeah. end up in these cycles. Like I even noticed it with employment, like I ended up in these cycles where I end up being that same role that I fell in in the family the people yeah. pleaser, the, you know, fixer, you know, or, you know, the fixer, right. Like all these things. And, and like, you know, I look and I'm like, oh, wow, it's why I have these cycles of burnout because I ended up um, just filling my role. Like I filled what I, what I was yeah. trained really to do <laughs> since I was a kid. And it's funny because I found that again, like I said, in, in our, you know, relationships um, and I, I, and the thing is like, for example, I'll just, I'm going to straight up say with my, my relationship with my husband, uh, we both are really broken people. Yeah. So we actually had this conversation where it's like, it's probably a friggin' disaster we're together, but you know what? We both recognize. And our, you work at it. Yes. And it's like, I don't yeah. think um, that it's like, we're doomed just because of it. I think it's, um, you know, we're actively committed to working through things and like, especially my husband, um, cause he's yeah. a lot not as far along as I am in this like, you know, journey of recognizing some of these things from our childhood and, um, you know, our lack there of emotional regulation. And it's, I, it seriously brings me to tears when I see how much he has changed and yeah. like, um, is able to like talk about it. Like we, we have conversations like, you know, especially after we have tough times, like we, we wait until we're calm again and we try to talk through how we can like, you know, make a better strategy for next time. Um, and, you know, that's all we're doing this to like lay a better foundation for our kids so we can be better, um, 
you know, yeah. regulating our, our emotions. And it's, again, I think it's not about, we're not supposed to be stoic. Like we're not, not going to be stoic. We're not going to be calm all the time. Like no, we're allowed to be humans with full ranges of emotions, but instead of like, you know, our kid pisses us off and then you toss him across the room because he like was a kid, you just say like, I need to take a deep breath. I gotta, I need to take a step away for a minute. Yeah. That's a lot. And you can be pissed. Like you can sound mad. Like that's a part of life. Like they need to see like that we have emotions, but they don't yeah to experience our wrath because they just don't yeah they don't need your emotions taken out on them no exactly nobody deserves that and and that's i'm just so used to that and i find myself especially with my husband i think it's the hardest is like uh, we both do it to each other but like you know if we're gonna be um because we're working so hard at like taming our emotions like we have so little like left to give to each other that like we sometimes will slip into that back backslide of taking things out on each other. You know what I mean? That's another, that's another thing that we do. That's another thing that we do that I, that I recognize um, within, within some of our, our communities. Um, I'm black. So I'm only going to speak from my own experience. Mm -hmm. Uh, I won't ever like endeavor to tell other people what they do. Uh, But a lot of times, and especially even in my house, like, my mom would go to work all day and there was, she had four kids uh, by mm-hmm. herself. Mm-hmm. And so there was always, always, always a thing of, I go to work all day and deal with this shit. I shouldn't have to do it in my house. Right. So now you're taking your work frustration because you feel like you can't display your angry emotion or get out your angry emotion at with the people that you work with. So then you bring your anger emotion home and that's the emotion that I get. Yeah. Because I'm your kid. I don't get Mm -hmm. your, I feel great. I'm doing good. You know, Mm -hmm. that person made me upset and I'm leaving that emotion for that person. I get, well, this person made me upset and now you're doing something that's making me upset and you're going to get the totality of all of my emotions from when the you're day. the one who needs to be protected because you're the child like exactly yeah exactly and it and it's just so freaking unfair um and it doesn't it just teaches me that you know i can treat the people that i love like shit and i have to be the greatest human being in the world for the people that i work with the people that i'll more than likely never see again in my life that don't mean Unless you know, depending on the 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 type of job I have, how long I blah blah, blah all those things, but yeah. in the grand scheme, don't mean a hill of beans to my life versus my children, my partner, my spouse, all of those people who do right only get the emotions uh, that my outside environment creates, uh, and that's super unfair. Yeah. I agree. It's, it's, it's really messed up. But I I, I like, I, I like what Candace was saying too, about you kind of grow together. But you made a good point too, about how if you don't know a healthy relationship, it's much harder to find a healthy relationship. And that's why we see and it's, this is such a common pattern, right? Like you see, in particular, women who, who grew up in abusive households end up with abusive partners all the time, because that's what they know, right? Mm-hmm. Um and just anybody in general, right? Um, and so uh, you have to be super aware of of those things to be able to change it, but it's hard. And that's the thing, and it's unfair. It's unfair that some of us adults have to work harder at, at sort of reparenting 
um, because our parents weren't able to parent us the way that we needed to be parented. Um, And, and then you, you, and I, I understand where Candace is coming from. And, and obviously my, my family life was not as difficult as Candace's was, but like, I understand that feeling of like, oh, wow, look at, look at these good people with good families and they get to marry other good people with good families (laughs) because that's what happens. And you're just like, well, here we are broken people (laughs) trying to figure our shit out, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's that's but there's that's nothing really wrong it. with that there's if you're two broken people that recognize hey we're two broken people and but together we can figure it out we want to we can figure it out we want to get better um and not that just we can figure it out but we can we can recognize that we can't figure it out by ourselves yeah and we can do the work together so that might mean um like for example you know me and my wife would would read books together um so we read uh the love language book uh, nice. together and what we did was she would read it she read it on her time and i read it on my time and then when we were done we came together and talked about it and talked about what it meant to us and what we thought of it and then how we felt about it collectively together nice um, and we would go to, we've been to a couple of like love and marriage seminars together. Nice. Um, we've done a lot of things about, you know, just relationship advice and doing our, and doing our own separate therapy work um, right. together uh, and talking about, even if, you know, she goes in there, I have no idea what she talks about, but even if she goes in there and says, my husband is the worst person in the world and, and I hate him. I need mm-hmm. you to help me figure out, figure out how to live together. Um, okay. We do that. And she does her work and I do mine. And then we come together and talk about what we need to fix together. Because there was a time when, you know, because I didn't have that ability, our arguments would legit, like no crap, last eight to 12 hours. Wow. Because she would want to talk about something and I would not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I would just sit there mm-hmm. and I'm not saying a word. Um, and she's doing all this talking, that. telling me her feelings, her emotions, how it made her feel. Why? And to me, it's too much for internally, you. Like, I'm like trying to defend myself. Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. I didn't do that. Or that wasn't my intention. Or this is how what you did made me feel. And that's what I portrayed. Right. But I would just sit there silent because I don't know how to how to regulate my emotions and not have that come out as anger. And I don't want that. So the best thing for me to do is to say nothing, yeah. which was the worst thing for me to do. Yeah. Um, and so now we've gotten past that and we've gotten to a place where like we can yell and fight about you made me feel like this. And and I made, you know, I felt like you didn't listen to me or you didn't hear me or you're, you're invalidating my feeling when I'm just telling you how I feel. I'm not telling you how to perceive it. Um, we, man, we've grown so, so much. Um, and we've come just like so far. And I'm, I'm, that's something that I'm extremely proud of uh, yeah. because I've never had that before. Yeah. And that, I think that's amazing. And that you're two people who are on the same plate in the same place like at this you know and and willing to work on it and 
I feel the same way. I mean, my husband and I, we've been together for 13 years. Um, so like forever. <laughs> and that means we've grown together, like literally grown together. We were kids when we started dating and, you know, um, learning how to communicate, learning how to understand each other, learning how to um, talk about our needs, you know, and, and I think it, you know, if, if our relationship had never changed, like if it was, if it had stayed the same, it wouldn't work. Um, it works because we're able to adapt um, and support each other through that. So I think that's, you know, that's, that's beautiful to see. And I'm glad you guys have that. And um, I guess whoever's mm-hmm. listening, you, you can do it. Yeah, <laughs> you absolutely. Know? You don't have to stay uh, in cycles of abuse or bad relationships just because you didn't have those modeled to you. You, you exactly. can work on it. It is more work, unfortunately, but, you know, um, I think that and it's it, hard work. It's hard it's work. Very hard work. Worth it work. Absolutely. And all we can hope, I always, as I always say, I just hope my kid needs less therapy than me. <laughs> Absolutely. Just, exactly. That's all I can hope for, because I'm sure he's going to pick up on some stuff that we're, we're not going to get right. Um, yeah. yeah. And I, and I think, I, you know, sorry, go yeah. ahead. No, I just want to, you know, I want to talk about and touch on what, what we could do um, yeah, that's now as parents to kind of help our children. Yeah. Learn what, uh, you know, emotional intelligence is how mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. have emotional intelligence and deal with uh, their emotions. And and a few things we can do is just, first of all, not shut them down um, mm-hmm. and not like huff and puff when, you know, they're, they're feeling emotional, um, mm-hmm. but allow them to have their feelings, talk about their feelings, tell mm-hmm. them, Hey, you know, how do you feel sad? Uh, you feel angry or you're up, you seem upset about that. I know it's hard. You wanted to have that thing and, and mommy or daddy said no, because we just can't right now. You have every right to be mad about that. I'm still not going to give it to you because we still can't have it, but you have a right to be upset mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can deal with that emotion, which because is because I still have to deal with the emotion. Yeah. I don't have to give into the to the outcome exactly. of the right. thing I need to give into the emotion um right. and so I can I talk that. about that I can it's talk so about um, mm-hmm. you know being mad and being upset or even being happy and being you know <laughs> sad and whatever emotion you have I can talk about it or I can say you know what that is mad right now that thing you did really upset me um because I asked you not to do that and now I'm upset uh, mm-hmm. so let's sit and talk about what we can do next time so that that doesn't happen or let's just sit with each other or daddy's going to go away for a second and I'll be right back um, so that I can go and breathe. Or if you're emotional, one thing my wife likes to do uh, with our daughter is, is when she gets upset and she can't have something um, because she's a toddler, she gets overwhelmed. So she'll start hitting herself. Yeah. Mm. And my wife will just say, you know, sit there with her calmly and just say, take a breath. Let's breathe. Mm-hmm. And she's actually learned. She'll go, Mm-hmm. Yeah, breathing. My son yes. too. He says, and "Smell now, the cake. Yeah. No, no, smell the flowers. <laughs> blow the candles." He says that. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So now, and now she'll be like, "Okay, Morgan's happy now." Or yeah. if my wife consoles her, and you know, 
which means maybe meaning uh, letting her nurse or whatever to secure her emotion at, at the time for whatever it is that she's dealing with. Um, she'll say Morgan's sad. Morgan doesn't, you know, she talks about herself in, in the first person. It's so weird, but she'll say, Mor <laughs> she'll say Morgan's sad or Morgan. Okay. Morgan happy now. Morgan feel better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so she's learning and I'm sitting there like yesterday I was thinking like, holy shit, we've actually over time taught this kid about her emotion without I, even knowing it, mm -hmm. fully understanding that that's what we were doing. And she's only not even two yet. Yeah. And she can tell me that she's upset. She can tell me that something is making her mad. And the other day I said- And we're still struggling with that. Exactly. <laughs> we're still struggling. I said, I said, you know what? It's okay. If you want to be mad, you can scream. You can mm -hmm. jump up and down. You can stomp and yell and do mm -hmm. whatever you want, but you can't hit. Right. You yeah. I'm not going to let you hit. Yourself, I'm not gonna, and you yeah. can't hit mommy. That's not mm -hmm. okay. Um, when she gets mad, she hits really hard. Okay. Stop. We're not doing that. That's not okay. Your emotions are very okay, but it's not okay to hit. It's not okay to hurt yourself. Yeah. Let's I think it's so important that you brought up though, the, the boundary piece, because I think that's what people miss. I think people think like, yes. oh, you're just letting your kids run all over you. And it's like, no, no, yes. there's boundary. I mean, mm -hmm. fuck, I had to give my Absolutely. son eardrops where he he's sick now. And the, the, um, antibiotics he loves because it tastes like banana but the eardrops he <laughs> hates he hates it and it's a battle and he's complaining the whole time and I and and no parent loves to hold their kid down and have to do right. it but right. the whole time we say you know we're so sorry we have to do this and mm -hmm. after mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. lots of cuddles and I'm so sorry mm -hmm. I I know that this is so hard I know you don't like it and mm -hmm. we, we just want you to feel better and that's why we have to do this you know you're explaining it to them but you're allowing them instead of stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about. I mean, how many of us heard right. that growing up? Right. Um, stop crying or you're, you know, you're going to, you're going to get it for real. Um, yeah. So, so, I mean, that's what it is. It's just supporting them through that. And like you said, Eric, it's the best feeling when your kid is able to express that. Um, and, and when you get to that moment and my son has done the same thing where he's like, I feel better now. And I'm like, my heart like it's just oh, like the yeah. best this is what, feeling. This is what that translates to as an adult when when i'm sorry when i'll be quick when i was in the army um i had a, a first sergeant and he would be like we have to go out uh on a field problem we have to go uh and and train or whatever in the, for 10 days 30 days whatever it is and sometimes we it would be something that we didn't no one wanted to do um but we had to do it because the leadership said that we had to uh, mm -hmm. And he would be like, hey, men, we're going because I was in an all male unit. So men, we're going to go mm -hmm. do this. Um, mm -hmm. This shit is dumb. We don't want to do it. But you know mm -hmm. what? Fuck it. We're going to go out there. We're going to have fun. Bring the <laughs> bring the barbecue girls. Pack up all the charcoal we got. We're going to do this while we're there. We're going to go and yeah. do what we're supposed to do. But we're going to do this and make and we're going to have fun, fun while we're there. Fuck it. We don't want to be there. I don't want to be there. But we're gonna do it, and we're gonna have fun while we're doing it. I love that. Yeah, that's that's awesome. what that translates to. Yeah, from being a kid and saying, "I know this sucks." Yeah, but we, but we have to do it because it's going to make you better. Right, and holding you down, and that's trash. It's horrible. But I have to because the worst feeling is I apparent. have to get you better. I can't leave you infected. Yeah, right, right, and like 
I mean, some people might like be able to get cooperation if they have all the time in the world. It just sometimes you don't have that, you know, you don't have all the time, like especially, you know, you yeah. need, you have to like give something within a certain time. If it's like a, you know, medication that has to be given every certain, um, you know, every so often, yeah. you know, preparing. That's another thing is like, it, it takes, it takes, you know, a little extra time to prepare them. Yeah. You know, if it's something you can't prepare, it's not like an emergency situation but they like just got like, you know, broke their leg or something. You can't prepare for that. But, yeah. um, you know, like, like with my, with uh, my son, like, you know, doing the million shots that he's had, like now he does, he doesn't care at all. Like we go and he's just like, okay. Like, cause we, you know, prepare. I'm just honest with him. I'm like, you know what? It hurts and it sucks. And it's something that we do to keep our bodies healthy and to keep everybody that we love healthy. That's just yeah. what we do to keep our community healthy. That's just a small thing that we can do. And, you know, he doesn't understand what that means, but um, he like understands that, okay, it's something that we do. It's going to hurt, but then it's over. And, yeah. you know, I get hugs from mom and, and, you know, we get yes. to go on our day, um, you know, go on with our day. And, um, and I think that's something that I, I know, like, just from that, like one narrow example, I remember when I was a kid, um, it was, you know, it just sprung, sprung upon you. So like, I had no idea I was even going to the doctors half the time. And then I remember when I moved in with my aunt, she was scared of shots. So then she's, like, sitting there projecting all her anxiety on me, like, oh, uh-huh. like she would, like, be crying and shaking. I'm like, you're not the one getting not helping by Thanks. this person right now. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know, we have to, it's just like, as a caregiver, you need to be the person that, like, um, you have to consider how your emotions are going to be affecting uh, your, child, mean, your, you know, your child. My- and if it's you know, if it's something that gives you anxiety, like you do have to lock and load it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, especially if it's something that has to get done, you know, like. When my oldest was born um, and I used to take her to her wellness checks and she would get shots. The first time I was there, um, she was born on Fort Hood in Texas (laughs) on a military base. So the first time she got like, I think like four or five shots uh, as an infant. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And the nurse is like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go get the, the stuff and I'll be right back. And we're in the room and, you know, she's, I got her undressed and she's laying there in her diaper. Um, the nurse comes back with these needles and she saw me see them. Mm-hmm. She looked at my baby and looked at me and said, you get out and called in another nurse. No. And was like, you stand right here because I already know you can't take this. And so my baby was getting shots that I knew were to take care of her. But in that moment, I felt I understood that there are going to be some things that I can't protect you from. Yeah. And that crushed me on the inside. That's so hard. Um, mm-hmm. When my youngest just got shots a few months ago, she got the bulk of like her half immunization for um half a flu shot and yeah, yeah. i think the k something some a couple other shots That's and tough. she hate it was one of the ones that kids hate the most and yeah. she screamed oh the mmr the it hurts yeah it so it was one. one of those yeah and she screamed yeah. at the top of her lungs mm-hmm. and i picked her up and i took her outside uh and we needed to emotionally regulate each other because she was hurting I was hurting um, and my wife came out like how can I help you what can I you know what can mm-hmm. I do to how, are you going to be okay and I knew it was a thing of there's nothing I can do about it it has to happen but it was there's nothing I can do about it 
like I'm supposed to protect you from things hurting you and things harming mm-hmm. you. And there are some things that I just cannot. And there mm-hmm. are th- going to be things that happen to you that I can't do yeah. shit about. No matter how much I want to. I hate seeing my kid. I hate seeing any kid sick, but I hate seeing my kid sick. I wish I yeah. could just put my mouth over hers and suck it out of her body and put it into <laughs> mine. But I can't yeah. do that. Yeah. yeah. And so it sucks and it's hard. And I need to also show them, you know, hey, these are your dad's emotions and, and your dad's feelings um, because I love you. But yeah. this is how, also how I'm going to deal with it and understand and make sure I, that. Yeah, make sure I'm taking be. care of you. Because there's yeah. nothing wrong with showing yeah. There's nothing wrong with showing that emotion. But right, right. where we don't want to get to is the point where we're putting that on them, where our child ends up feeling like yeah. they have to, to now console you I, when right, I'm getting right. shot. Exactly. Know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, so like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna, you know, and and um my mom is like that. I mean, I remember my sister was in the hospital once, she had appendicitis, it was really bad. And my mom is the type of person you don't want in that situation. Like literally it was like, please go home. Like you are not yeah. helping. Like, you know, and <laughs> and I just you don't want that either. You don't want the person who's giving you more anxiety when you're the one that's sick. <laughs> you want yeah, the yeah. person who's it's, who's gonna be confident and be like, you're gonna be better. You're gonna and, get and, well. And that's exactly it. Because you know what? Like Eric, that's a perfect example. Cause you know, I also tell my son, like with cer- certain things, like even shots, like uh, it's a good example. Cause that's, um, we'll, we'll just roll with that one is like, yeah. you know, I tell him, I'm like, I don't like getting them buddy. Like, I don't like it. It makes me not feel really good. You know, I get a little nervous. Um, and you know what we get through it and I'm going to be here for you. And if you start to feel crummy, like we're going to, we're going to like have some pops, you know, popsicles, we're going to, you know, we're going to get through it. It's just, you know, it's going to keep us from feeling even yuckier if we actually yeah. got really sick. So it's like, um, it's like still trying to, you know, show our human humanity while also like making sure they can trust you to like get them through the other right. side of it. <laughs> I think yeah. that's the yeah. biggest part yeah. of it. It's like, you can, if you have your own, like, you know, needle phobias or something like this, again, narrow example, like, that's okay and valid. It's just like you also have to like ensure you can lead your kid through to the, the finish yeah. line here too, right? Like without yeah. hopefully because that um, makes I think a difference when we're confident about something. Yeah. And we are like, you'll be okay. Like, you know, then it makes them feel they're gonna be okay. If you're like, I don't know, man, this is gonna suck, then then they pick yeah. up on that, right? Right, so- right. And, and 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 then again going back to like, you know, some of the things that we can do to take away from um you know what can we do as parents is like we can we can learn right about what are uh, developmentally appropriate um emotions uh you know and uh expectations for uh for for kids i guess emotions are all of them um but i, I think like yeah i guess developmentally appropriate emotions is is accurate because like up to a certain age it's like around like between like five to seven is like they can basically only hold one emotion at a time so it's like they seem like little like they are like little switches where they yeah <laughs> they go from like extreme Zero to 100 sad to like extreme happiness yeah. and you're like what the hell <laughs> yeah um, that's normal because they are unable to hold complex emotions and you know like they can't really understand from a different point of view yet um you know how it's you know their actions might like really which be... is why they're not manipulative right right exactly it's a good <laughs> that's exactly why they can't be like um manipulative so yeah yeah I, I, there's so many great books you can read but the two that we like um you know deb uh dr deb mcnamara has an amazing book that paula mentioned um yeah gordon newfeld has like a ton there's like a uh, website you can like look at all sorts of information with his theories and all that um he has like an institute or whatever 
in Canada. Um, and he's got a couple books and like Gabor Mate, Dr. Gabor Mate has great books. Um, right. There's so many, so many ways that we can like start to learn if you're, um, you know, a parent trying to, trying to figure out how you can like foster this um, while still like, like, like we're saying is like, you still hold the boundary. It's not, you know, everyone just thinks that like letting kids have emotions means um, letting them, you're run, letting the them show. run the house but <laughs> yeah. it's so far from that it's exactly what eric said it's let you know you hold their emotions not uh you know hold the boundary but allow for the uh you know emotions to happen right yeah you're, you're and, both there but um yeah that's that's the most important part is you know they don't have to be happy with a decision or a boundary that we put up um and it's our responsibility to help them through that emotion, you know, um, and it's usually uncomfortable for a lot of us because we weren't allowed yeah. to have emotions. You were sent to your room alone. You were hit for crying or, yeah. you know, um, had your shit taken away from you. Um, and, and I think people so. also, the other thing that I see a lot and, and I guess, you know, based on because of my work and, you know, I work with parents who, who don't want to sleep train because they know they don't want to leave their kids crying there's that other extreme where people don't want their kids to cry at all. They don't want them to be upset at all. Mm -hmm. And so there's, I always try to explain to people, there's a very big difference between being left alone to figure out your feelings versus co-regulating. And so you being there with someone, even if you can't take their feelings away, like that's the thing, we can't always fix our kids, right? As much as we would love to. Sometimes you're going to sit there and hug your crying child for half an hour until they get better you know I mean hopefully it doesn't happen often but it happens right we we, sometimes they're just so overwhelmed and you're just you're gonna hold them you're gonna say I know and they're gonna have this big tantrum Mm -hmm. um and that doesn't mean you're a bad parent it doesn't mean you've done anything wrong it doesn't mean your child is bad it just means that are a toddler with big feelings overwhelming emotions and you are doing exactly what you need to be doing even if it feels like you're doing nothing just Mm -hmm. being there supporting them offering them comfort and, and, and listening to them, because sometimes they'll say, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want you touching me, or they will say, I need mm-hmm. a hug, right? Like you need to be listening to that. So um, there's a very big difference between co-regulating, like I said, that and putting your kid in a room and saying, I don't want to deal with your emotions because they're too much for them. So um, I just want people to know that they're, you know, your, your kids being upset is, is normal. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah. I think it's it's a beautiful thing when we see our kids grow up with an understanding that they're allowed to be they're allowed to be upset sometimes. <laughs> allowed to be whatever they want. Yeah. You can be upset, you can be happy, you can be glad, you can be pissed, indifferent. Whatever, you, know, whatever whatever you need want. to feel. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever There's no wrong want. way to feel. Mm-hmm. I love that. So, I think that was yeah, good. let's yeah. stop. Let's stop saying gentle pairing is not ruining our kids. Uh, <laughs> it's ruining you. It's ruining your ass because now you can't control me. Um, but yeah, yes. so, yeah, that ruining part. your your worldview. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. today was our first ever video episode. How do you guys mm-hmm. feel about that? Now you get to see our mess that happens. Yeah. This is my when wet I, hair from I... I was able to shower <laughs> 10 minutes before we started. <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm running around, all <laughs> kinds of, yeah. 
kids running around tearing shit up doing all kinds of stuff please (laughs) (laughs) oh uh my son has the other earbud in right now and now he's uh mimicking what eric just said (laughs) perfect Perfect. Perfect. Oh gosh. Yeah, we're 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 good. We're good at this parenting thing over here. <laughs> follow us online. for all the parenting advice. Yeah, follow yeah. for parenting tips. <laughs> <laughs> We've got this. Um yeah. but yeah, no, that's that's awesome. Um yeah, it's so exciting. So yeah, thanks for getting that all set up for us, Eric. It's cool. Everyone yeah. gets to gets to see all of our our big emotions too. Yeah. So if you like <laughs> um yeah. Yeah, so if you liked our video, uh, don't forget to uh, like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, we will put out <laughs> uh, new our new episodes every week on Mondays. They will drop uh, Monday yeah. night. Um, or you can so, check yeah. them out wherever you get your podcasts. And Ooh. the audios will also drop on Apple Podcasts and, and Spotify and all of those things. Uh, mm-hmm. And you can also now leave comments for us uh, on YouTube. And we will watch mm-hmm. them and respond to them. Um, yeah. So thanks. That. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, and you can find below where you can catch up with all of us. Yeah. In the description. So, uh, all right. Well, thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. We'll thanks for listening to us this week on Parenting in Black and White. Be sure to check out the links in the description to connect with your favorite hosts. Oh, and Candace and Parlors are there too. Make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. And if you really like us, do us a favor and give us a review. Visit our anchor page also in the description to leave a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to tune in next week. Until then, keep being that dope ass parent that you are.